it's rare that somebody will kind of uh, come up behind me, uh, Brock Heward style, and just give me mm. an unasked for shoulder massage. But on the occasion that somebody does that, I always have a memory of the person saying, holy crap, you're tight. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, the twice-weekly show about the show Too Beautiful to Live. On Fridays, we bring you trips down TBTL memory lane, including interviews with fans, clip shows of their show, and if we're feeling full of ourselves, clip shows of our own show. Sometimes even some unboxing shows where I get sex dolls in the mail and start crying. But this is a Monday, (laughs) so we're just here to bring you a straight-up recap of last week's TBTL. My name is Mike Frizzell, the jail dude, and I'm narrowcasting from the Deer Blind Studios in the Mountain Room at the Ranch in Manchac, Texas. And joining me from Jerry's Berry Studios in Lincoln Park, Michigan, it's Meredith, the MVH Van Horn. Good morning, young lady. Good morning, Mike. And from Redemption Studios in Pawtuck, Rhode Island, it's Bobby Payback Pape. Good morning, young man. Good morning, sir. Thank you for acknowledging my debt paid. <laughs> oh, did you make good As on that? As always. Oh, oh, you uh, didn't see? Oh, yeah. Uh-uh. I, I took a picture of all the drinks and posted it to the Stens page. And then I believe I even sent you guys a picture of the receipt. And let's just say it was a really nice bar. And I paid back my debt with with Loan Shark interest. Interest. Good. Okay, good. I missed that. Yeah. So he's on the square now. All right. So uh, we're going to talk some LRB business and then give you our hot takes on the recap. Keep some house and then let you know how to get involved. And as my sweet Emily always tells me, I'm no good at business, so I will hand that over to Bobby. Thanks, darling. First, our Friday show. Uh, The first installment of the LRB Pop Culture Challenge, which, as I said on that show, is essentially Green Eggs and Ham LRB Edition, where we challenge one another to try things we think someone else in our group might like, even though they think they might not like it. Uh, Mike and I have watched the first eight episodes of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. No, my just crazy ex-girlfriend. And we will be recording our segment on that soon. But what you received on Friday is Anne and Meredith watched the Super Bowl. Anne and Meredith, noted non-enthusiasts of football, watched the Super Bowl, recorded a segment about it. Mike and I listened to it. And then the four of us rallied so that Mike and I could explain to Anne and Meredith all the ways they were right and wrong. <laughs> Uh, I think we all uh, learned to appreciate something in that segment. We had a lot of fun doing it. It's not as nearly as Battle of the Sexes-y as it sounds. Uh, And if you haven't listened, I think it's a really fun one, especially if you're a little overwhelmed with TBTL right now because it's a little less about TBTL than our usual show. So go back and enjoy that and stay tuned for a Friday show soon, not this upcoming week, but probably the week after, wherein Mike and I will discuss the CW craze poorly named crazy ex-girlfriend if you want to hear uh two ladies talk about balls and laugh uncontrollably (laughs) friday show is for you yeah there's a significant amount of childish ball humor in friday show and it's surprisingly not associated with me yeah yeah (laughs) we didn't even say the word yambag once (laughs) not not once i had to bring it up yep well that reset the counter okay thank you yep uh more business, we're still asking you to call us 
with your reason why TPTL is still here after 10 years. One reason, one reason only. Call, give us your reason, leave a voicemail so we can include it in a very soon upcoming special show. And of course, you can call 802-432-TBTL for those, 802-432-8285. Don't give us a whole list. Don't ramble. Don't cry. Don't be Mike. Just give us one reason hey. why TBTL is still here after <laughs> 10 years. Um, Meredith, Mike, any updates before I plow through even more business? Um, All quiet on the Western Front here. I think uh, you know my two remaining cats are healthy and alive, as far as I know. Um, everybody's doing well. All right. Well, um, as far as our animals, uh, Abby seems to have discovered some things in the yard. I don't know if we have cicadas or cicadas. I, mean, I can't ever pronounce that right. Or she's just digging up grubs. But uh, she, I see her out in that yard, and she digs something up, and she eats it. And then she carefully considers whether she's going to shoulder roll in the remains. <laughs> and sometimes she does, and sometimes she doesn't. Well, I'll round out so the pet pup date. Yeah, I'll round out the pet uh, updates just to say that Cupcake uh, has had some uh, just sort of annual vet checkups and a couple of little things that were taken care of, but nothing major. Except that Meredith, I still need tips offline for Sam tomorrow for the drive to Buffalo. So oh, we can talk about right. that later. Yep, yep. <laughs> jam tracker update: We received uh, a gift, getting us out of a couple of jams from Rebecca. Uh, who you'll know from our podcast and also her podcast, the group podcast, which was recently named in a BuzzFeed article as one of the 27 podcasts you need to start listening to in 2018. Uh, I'll put the link to the BuzzFeed article in our notes. If you're not listening to group, you should be. It's thoroughly interesting. It's about mental health, but it's not stuffy. It's the most fun, lighthearted podcast about mental health that I've ever heard. Um, not that I've sought out a lot of them, but, uh, I trust Rebecca's taste because she likes us. So of course her podcast is great. Mm -hmm. um, she's been at this game a lot shorter or a lot less time than us. And she's already in a Buzzfeed article. So fuck you, Rebecca. And we love you. <laughs> Congratulations, uh, Rebecca. That is awesome. Yeah. And thanks for the cash money. Yeah. Uh, one more thing before we move on. We had a Boston's meetup uh, the other night. I just want to mention we were at a swanky little basement bar called buttermilk and bourbon which follows the tbtl naming conventions of modern <laughs> bars right so thank you to alicia tyler ross and his confused but delightful co-workers and uh the alternate universe first lady of somerville massachusetts jenny brown for all coming out and having drinks with me so that i could repay my debt to society through the boston's uh and just a fun coincidence and you can ask jenny about this we actually have to have her come on and talk about this but there is another jenny brown in boston who runs in a similar social circle as our jenny brown and they have crossover on social media through mutual friends and people who get confused between the two of them on instagram and when we walked in the other jenny brown was at the bar whoa wow and they met and talked in front of me before anyone else got there and i was just stunned so <laughs> Doc Brown wasn't there. I mean, this 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 was was reality. This wasn't a Back to the Future sequel of some kind. Right. Yeah. This was real life. So, that was a lot of fun. Um, the food and drinks were great at Buttermilk and Bourbon. High marks from us. And uh, people ventured in from all sorts of places to join us, and it was a lot of fun. So, thank you for that, guys. 
Bobby, was this meetup hastily assembled because you were being called out for stealing the $40 from the last meetup? Because it seems like it happened really <laughs> yeah, quickly really. after the mention. Yeah. Well, so I suggested that we have a meetup. And then people said, oh, yeah, we should do it before you leave. And I said, oh, yeah, that's that's a good reason. Before, abscond. I think, I think uh, she misspoke. Abscond was the yeah. word she was looking for. Thank you. So they for can't that. extradite you back to Rhode Island. <laughs> right. uh, listener Missy, who used to be a Boston and now lives in Toronto, did ask me the other day on one of the Facebook pages if I would be interested in coming up for a Torontans meetup. Uh, and I definitely am. And Meredith, you've said you would make that drive, right? Absolutely. I love Toronto. So it's only a couple hours for you. It's only like an hour and a half for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I assume that'll just be us and Missy and Bill the Toronten, but if there are more, let us know you're out there because we should put something together so I can steal all of your loonies and toonies and bring them back to Buffalo with me. <laughs> yeah, my my <laughs> only qualification just a is suitcase that... with Canadian tire money. <laughs> it's got to be warmer than it is now. I'm not going up there right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's bad enough right here. On a throw your phone moments for this, I want to mention one right off the top. Actually, I'm going to mention two right off the top. One is from the uh, ghost faced listener. Uh, and he just wanted to highlight a joke that was railroaded. Or she. He or she wanted to highlight a joke. <laughs> it wanted to highlight a joke that was railroaded uh, in a recent episode of LRB. And does anyone need a bathroom break? Meredith, I'm going to whiz through this one. Oh, God. <laughs> well, yeah. The best jokes are the ones you have to explain. Exactly. So. No, I was saying before we got on, I... I got the joke. I mean, I didn't get the joke. I I got the that she was saying whiz and we were talking about bathroom break, but I didn't think she was saying it intentionally. So I didn't want to hurt her feelings by laughing at her <laughs> if it wasn't a joke. So it got complicated in those few seconds. It was just too dry. We were, yeah. Yeah. I'll usually that's my jam. But mm-hmm. but uh, but I don't know. I, I you know, GFL, I, I did. I did hear it. And I guess I did or did not get it that's unclear at this point but i think we've overanalyzed it yeah yeah well jokes are about timing they're difficult i must say also emily uh from minnesota noted that and i believe i mentioned this very quickly on the friday show but i want to give emily credit for calling it out that at least i at least some of us probably me have accidentally been calling crazy ex-girlfriend my crazy ex-girlfriend she makes the point that this isn't just an error, but that Rachel Bloom, the creator of the show, is insistent on not calling it my crazy ex-girlfriend. So apologies, peace and love. Mike and I will hash this out in more details when we do that episode. Also, listener Treasure from the Bay City sent us a couple of voicemails and a pile of pictures from an adventure she took to the Deals Only in Bellingham. And the pictures are pretty great. Did you guys take a look? Yeah, it doesn't doesn't really make me want to to check it out. You know, it doesn't look like it's for me. <laughs> I appreciate that she went in our stead. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Thank you for the well, dispatch treasure. The first picture is just a shelf full of magnifying glasses of different sizes. <laughs> yeah, like that. What are the chances I'm going to be in the market? You know, for a gross of magnifying glasses. Well, you know. Then there's the Captain Crunch, where there's just a Sharpie black X through Captain Crunch's body, as if to say this is not legally Captain Crunch. 
<laughs> right. It's been damaged out and sent to a thrift store, and it's food. It's food. Yeah. Respect Maybe. yourself more than that. Yeah. <laughs> There's some other things. There's some um, weird old stuff, some games, and then just a pile of assorted rugs, which we thought some of them might be, you know, okay. The assorted sure. rugs. So uh, we'll post these pictures to the Facebook page if I remember. And if I don't, somebody yell at me and I'll do it. And with that, let's get started with our week in review, starting with Monday, 2569, Chest Hair Mafia. <laughs> you said 69. Nice. Yeah, I did. The sex number. <laughs> Stew. Uh, starting with an American Pie parody that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel awful because the listener who sang it fessed up on the Facebook page, and I can't remember who it is right now, but... She did just an excellent job with it. I thought it was listener Lauren at first, just to continue our streak of mentions of Lauren on the show. But she said that she is far too shy uh, to sing that. And I don't believe her, but she says it wasn't her. It was someone else. And I feel terrible. I will follow up on that later. But really, if you can sing and you're listening to this, please call in to TBTL or our voicemail line and sing more songs. It's a highlight when this happens. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that post because we've turned off moderation and for the most part that's made my life better but um i really wish that i'd caught that because i you know would like to thank that person so i'm gonna have to scroll back about oh past the taco coupons and all the hot dog (sighs) deals and the people peeling stuff off of their vcr i'll find it and i'm gonna thank that person (laughs) for that wonderful wonderful voicemail i was a little disappointed because um I completely missed the Valentins thing on the Stens page. I didn't see it until after yes. it closed. Right. Me too. Yeah. But so there was a Valentins? There <laughs> okay. Was a, there was an urgent dilly dilly meme that had to be posted, I think, and that distracted me. Sure. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Somebody's screenshot of playing American Pie on their phone or something. Right. I don't know. So yeah. uh-huh. anyway, we this show, we, we said we wanted to keep this one tight. So if we get into the Stens oh, page yeah. talk now, we'll never. No, no, no. All right. So 2569. Nice. Um, there are literally five <laughs> minutes of intro talk from Luke before Andrew is introduced. I watched. I looked down at my phone. It was like five minutes and 20 seconds when Andrew gets brought in. So It's contributing so, to the overall bloat yeah, of the show lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, they express some thoughts on the 10th anniversary trip, the anniversary, the live show. Just, just wrap up thoughts. The um, guilt, although cushioned about not greeting Jen properly when they reached Roslyn, not getting out to bring her in, not having anything for her. Um, I still think they should feel guilty about that. I understand that it was a miscommunication about what the role of the van and the project was, but, you know, mm-hmm. it was an occasion. It should have been treated as such. They could have buffered it by tempering her expectations, by letting her know more about what was going on, because she really didn't seem to have a lot of information about right. what was going to go down. I guess some of it is just that she's not a regular listener to the show or else her expectations would have yeah. been well-tempered by now. Well, and as yes. usual, Bobby, you're there to clean up behind them and present well, Jen with the champagne she so deserves. That was a small gesture, I think, on behalf of all of us to give mm-hmm. Jen something that she rightfully deserved for being a part of this. Luke mentions the Cairo security video that went viral with John Curley doing a play-by-play of someone who appears to be either drunk or high or both trying to break into a truck with a broomstick handle. There's more on that later, but I think the long and short of it is 
Curly's commentary adds nothing to the video. And when you think about it with a little bit of hindsight, it's actually kind of sad. Yeah, it is. Did either one of you check it out? Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, it didn't need the commentary. That's for sure. I really, I I can't watch stuff where people fall down. That's just not my thing because I just, I, now that I'm old, I worry about falling down. And when I watch someone fall down, it doesn't make me feel good in in any way. I don't find it funny. Really stumpy? You think of that? Yeah, I do. (laughs) It seemed like he really hurt himself. Like he could have really hurt his head. And, and yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't get a chuckle out of me. You're halfway to a Faces of Death video, and I'm not into right, that. You know? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Faces of Concussion. I think Frontline made that movie recently. Um, I watched it. I didn't know that's where it was going. So from the beginning, I'm like, oh, hey, okay, this guy's trying to break into this truck. He's clearly disoriented. He's clearly an idiot. Uh, and then it goes on and on. And the more it goes, the more I'm just thinking, this is, this is painful. <laughs> like painful to watch. And then the fall happens, and then it's just mm-hmm. really, ugh. And then I felt yeah, dirty. And Luke was saying he may have been okay because he had drunk power, and Luke mentions he's been in that situation multiple times before. I didn't know he was getting that drunk. Well, there That's were some dark days. That's kind of upsetting, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Luke mentions that he went to, was it? I believe it was San Francisco for the cheesemongering thing. Uh, and the guys talk about how they sort of recouped and recovered after the live show. Luke made the conscious decision to not drink after the live show, which was a smart choice that probably he wouldn't have made years ago. Andrew did go drinking after since his friends were in town. They talk about their sleep patterns after, which is not worth repeating. Uh, Luke mentions some things that are upcoming for him, and then they get sidetracked on 69 Talk with Ronnie the limo driver and Howard Stern and why 69 is funny. Hmm. Silence. Yeah. That ship has sailed. I mean, a long time ago. Yeah. It's no sounds like my last date. That's for no. sure. Definitely yeah. Not. I mean, that still has its day. Coming. Absolutely. Uh, the guys talk about creating a new sounder for top stories when the top stories are just their personal nonsense instead of an actual news story. So that's apparently going to happen, maybe. Uh, the last two weeks were not vacation time for Luke and Andrew. They recount the things they did and didn't do. Apparently, there are projects in the works, so they say. Andrew notes that he didn't even have time to sort his CD collection or finish a comic book. And Luke says that he is exploring doing a CBS Sunday morning story on the guy who invented the waterbed, who apparently lives in the greater Pacific Northwest region. I don't remember exactly where, but I assume somewhere under a disco ball near a lava lamp. Waterbeds need to stay gone. Like... They were terrible (laughs) when they were popular. They were dangerous. They destroyed your house and they were uncomfortable. And I don't know why they're making a resurgence. I guess everything old is new again, again. Um, But my parents had a waterbed when I was a kid and I was actually born on a waterbed. I was probably conceived on a waterbed. Um, And my mom... Are you a Pisces? (laughs) Capricorn, actually. Um, I know it's inappropriate. But uh, my mom says that when she was pregnant with me, she had to sleep on the floor and that seems like grounds for divorce. I mean, they did eventually get divorced. But, like, if your husband won't get rid of the waterbed and you're nine months pregnant and horribly uncomfortable, so so much so that it's better to sleep on the floor, it's time to get a new bed. Get a real bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My grandmother had a waterbed for a long time. A king-size waterbed nice. when I was a little kid. You don't need that much waterbed. 
No, <laughs> don't. Yeah. Well, and he, my you brother know, had when, a king when size he- one too. When the heater doesn't work, it's sleeping on ice. Oh god! Yeah, you know, and those Terrible. heaters work half the time. Yeah, ugh, just Oof. awful all around. My brother is very much a '70s guy. Um, you know, that's when he came of age, and so he, of course, he had a king size water bed and all the different car stereos. You know, the aftermarket car stereos, and of course, he had the feathered hair and the jorts, and you know, just total '70s <laughs> guy. And he had that water bed pretty pretty long into life and i was living with them when i got out of college and uh, i remember getting on that thing once and i was like this is not relaxing because it didn't stop stop no, moving for like five minutes yep. i laid down i'm like nope not for me yeah i will note as luke noted that the guy who invented the waterbed apparently doesn't fit the stereotype of a waterbed enthusiast uh, but I liken this to Alfred Nobel, who invented dynamite and then realized what he had put on the world in creating an explosive. <laughs> so I will be only interested in this interview if it's rooted in this man's regret. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know if there's a waterbed foundation out there that, like, fights childhood scoliosis or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, of that era... Uh, they talk about sorting friends' moms into those who smoked and those who didn't, and the I characteristics did not like therein. this discussion. This was yucky to me. This felt really judgy yeah. and gross. It was my mom smoked really judgy, but I think what they're forgetting is almost everyone smoked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know what they're really saying is there were a few people who were holier than thou, and then there was everyone else. And Luke was a terrified of everybody. Yeah. Well, you know. That's fair because he was so sheltered that everything in the outside world was was pretty foreign. Yeah. yeah. Smoking was very worldly. <laughs> uh, Mike, would you like to do a commercial for smoking? <laughs> I've just never heard it called worldly before. <laughs> it's worldly. It's what a dignified man does. Or mom, apparently. Uh, Luke is proud of the grind that he was on. He is still around the weight he was at the live show. He's managed to hold on to it. Andrew talks about eating frozen junk food at his Super Bowl party. It was not the elegant bacon-wrapped everything spread like Meredith had, uh, but rather uh, corn dogs and other frozen things. And we did the same thing because we had just moved into the apartment. And so it was uh, literally frozen chicken nuggets, which is something I would not normally buy. Tater tots, which is something I would normally buy. And um, we had something else, too, from the freezer. Oh, frozen pizza, I think. Just uh, we, we hit the triple play of food we didn't have to order in on short notice. I had the, some pastry pups from uh, Trader Joe's. Would recommend. Mm. Those are excellent. I like those. Um, there is a Trader Joe's in Buffalo now. It was not there when we left, but I wasn't going to try to go in there on Super Bowl Sunday. No. No. This is the point when I threw my phone because Andrew doesn't know what all dressed chips are. Amazing. Especially because he liked them. Is this just our proximity to Canada? I feel like all dressed chips have been part of my life for eternity. I think that part of it's the proximity to Canada, but the part that really kills me is that he is a weird chip flavor enthusiast. Yeah. I'm back to the enthusiast thing, I guess. Uh, he goes to 7-Eleven and gets sausage-flavored potato chips, but he doesn't know what a Ruffles all-dressed is. Yeah, I would well, also throw... He, he... Uh, ketchup flavored chips in there with all dressed as being one of the best absolutely he should you know if you 
try a snack that you'd like, I mean, make a mental note, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Add it to the rotation, dude. From things I want to put in my mouth to things that I don't. Andrew talks about his Oof. moles. And then Luke mentions that when he hugs Carrie while he's not wearing a shirt, one of his moles lines directly up with her mouth. Get a divorce. Oof. Oh, Lord, Carrie. I can't even. What she puts up with. This is amazing. She needs to numb that in his sleep and just cut it off. Or just go the other other side. You know, yeah, change, switch, your, change up your hug side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be a left instead of a right or whatever. Right. Top story. The Super You're going to conk heads the first time you try it. But, <laughs> but uh, after that. And then you won't have a mole in your mouth. You know, we haven't explored the fact that maybe the other side is worse for reasons we don't want to know. Right. The mole could be the lesser evil. A patch of hair or something. Yeah. Top Story Monday, the Super Bowl happened. We talk about commercials, which is weird because there's another podcast for that. Although it was worth it to hear Andrew say the line, dilly dilly and fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had already listened to After These Messages before I listened to Monday's TBTL, so... Um, a lot of it was a re- was repeat for at least Andrew's part of it. Yes. Um, Andrew mentions that he played to Madden on his two-week break that wasn't a vacation. They talk about the strategy of going for it on fourth down, which we're not going to talk about here because this isn't technically a no-point conversion. One of them calls the Patriots the Pates. I don't remember which one, but I took notes because I cringed when they did it. And then talk Andrew, of- and then Luke, Luke Burbank with it. Mm-hmm. And then talk of the TBTL challenge, you know, the thing where we're trying to get new listeners for the show gets bumped. <laughs> we get an email from Stu who wants to go to Dream Court for a sequel back in the van, fuckers. <laughs> I would listen to that. That would be pretty great. Uh, and listener Sarah asks, would they consider just doing a 24-hour marathon once every two weeks to bank two weeks of shows and only work one day every two weeks? I think that's a terrible idea. They already have so little to talk about from their lives that this would exhaust every little tiny detail. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. it As a novelty, it didn't grate on me too much. Uh, not as nearly as much as it graded on Mike, but I don't think I could do it. No. I don't think I could keep listening regularly. It was just the run times. Some of the content was all right. The, the stuff when the ladies were in the van, that was all right. But... Uh, it, too long too long and not specific enough mm-hmm. <laughs> all right show let's title. <laughs> let's go to tuesday 2570 this is not normal um they start out with some serious animal talk rudy's not in the room and luke starts wondering why he talks to his dog all day because um, he feels like maybe part of him thinks that she understands now i do this too i do this all the time um i have running conversations with them um and I always have. And I, I don't know, Mike, do you do this with your dogs? I absolutely do. And I speak to my cat. Um, I speak to my bunny. Uh, Emily takes it a step further, though. She speaks a lot in Abby's voice. Right. I mean, she talks more. She just has conversations with Abby. And he does both parts. And I learn a lot about what is expected of me and the other animals through these conversations. They're, they're meant to be instructional at, at certain points. Like We're a, supposed to be listening. An intentional stage monologue for your benefit. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Luke wonders if maybe they actually can understand. And I, I've wondered that too. I, I know that animals know the sound, the tone of our voice, especially dogs. Um, they're excellent at picking up on our emotions through our body language and our tone. Um, and of course they understand some words. Um, and then he also laments the fact that they always move when he's about to take a cute picture of them. And mine do that too. They have learned yeah. what the phone is and, and they stopped doing whatever adorable thing it was that they were doing. So it's, it's a, a rare... real low batting average. If you just never got your phone out and yeah, I try to like go very sneakily, you know, if you don't get it out, they'll keep doing whatever that cute thing is for 25 minutes. But yeah. the second you lay hands on your phone, they're now they're licking their balls or whatever yep. it is that they were, <laughs> were going to do Essentially, um, they go to a break and then they come back with uh, the song Challenger by the New Pornographers. And this seems to be a new thing in the show is they just have to talk about the, the outro ad music for 20 minutes. Um almost every show Luke name drops Nico case while kind of downplaying their relationship saying that they're friends, but not, they're not friends, but Nico case Luke knows Nico case. Um, Andrew asks Luke if his talent agency knows that he hosts TVTL because they tweeted a picture of the, the van marathon and it made it sound like Luke was just dipping back into the show. So mm -hmm. Andrew then goes on to pretend like this is now his show and Luke is a guest. It's funny. I retweeted the talent agency tweet from the LRB account. So if you want to see it, you can find it there. Good. Um, we get to the actual top story meta talk uh, today that they mentioned yesterday. Uh, they bring up music bumps for when it should be top story, but isn't. So they start talking about top story, then they go off on a tangent and they have to have a song for this, this meta segment. Um, they, Luke apparently has chosen a bunch of songs. Andrew can't, choose one until he hears all of them and this brings up buffet anxiety so they start talking about how how they they strategize at a buffet to maximize the the dollars um and the food the first song is jive talking the second one is ramble on and uh luke suddenly realizes <laughs> we got to throw your phone from listener kalina and she says this just in pink floyd and led zeppelin quote actually made some cool music Yep, And then she says, I need hardeyeroll.com to be a thing. So somebody snatched <laughs> that up because it's not yet. And uh, yeah, we've had this kind of thing from Luke before where he's like, Pink Floyd was actually pretty good. That's amazing. <laughs> right. Um, There's a reason they sold all those billions of albums. Yeah. Andrew says he used to like Pink Floyd as a teen, but he doesn't so much anymore, except he listened to it again over the summer. And then he noticed that the music was on Legion and he thought that was some interesting fusion. It's just everywhere. It's all everywhere all the time. It's not surprising. Um, my choice for a song about nothing would be Nothing from Nothing by Billy Preston. I think that great was song. a great song. Really good song and really describes the segment well. Um, and they, of course, go off on a tangent about Billy Preston's arson and sexual harassment and drug and alcohol addiction problems. You sure you got to ruin everything? Yeah, it was my pick. Um, but maybe it's a redemption story, so I'm still okay with it. Uh, the next song was Talk Talk by Talk Talk. And the last one was On a Road to Nowhere, which also would work. Mm -hmm. um, Luke mentions the, the worst words he's ever read about music is Macklemore and Ryan Lewis, Sierra, Seattle Symphony to perform, hosted by Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree that sounds pretty awful <laughs> and they talk a little bit about Russell Wilson um, he's corny he uses a lot of platitudes but he probably actually believes them he seems like that kind of guy doesn't he 
Mm-hmm. Um, his, you can't fake it for this long. Yeah. His his athlete status, uh, his elite athlete status kind of makes him unique, and so he can get away with it. Um, but it is curious why he's hosting things. Vives uh, thinks that he may be taking acting classes. And they mention how he dressed up and acted like Pete Carroll for Halloween, which is pretty good. He seems to have like a talky or a ham side to him, like this maybe attention grabby side like Luke does. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mentioned that when any political story comes up, uh, Luke says that he just waits till Chris Hayes talks about it to get his perspective on it. Um, and they mentioned that his show is now a podcast, um, which is great, except that you miss the fun Chiron stuff that they put on the screen. That night I started taping Chris Hayes because I would dip in on it occasionally, but I started taping it and I was watching them uh, last night. And I don't know how these guys think that Twitter is anxiety causing and watching an hour long show about what's going on in the Trump administration is not anxiety causing because, I mean, I, I started to get upset. Yeah, this know? is just the fall of the Roman Empire all over again. I mean, who cares? Twitter is the scary Ooh. part. My, yeah, I know. I mean, come on. When, get it. when Pesca started his podcast, you said the most insightful thing. You described it better than anyone else when you said that it was your number one source for Mike Pesca-related content. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I loved the gist, and I still very much like the gist, and I love Pesca. But I have to pick and choose my gist days now because – for the first like year, it was amazing. And then as Trump became the current monster we know in the world, every day became about that. Yeah. And it was just so yeah. exhausting. It took all the fun out of it because it yeah. used to be a diverse spread of douchebags and tomfoolery that we had to navigate and explore. And there would be highlights and lowlights and, you know, you could make light of some of it. And now every day is a fucking apocalypse and it's all i get it's yeah. the same thing with chris hayes I'll, I'll catch it once in a while but it's just so hard so hard yeah at least there's some good jokes on twitter yeah know? yeah i have to insulate myself from it I, can, I i turn the channel when the president's face comes on because i can't look at him i can't listen to him on the radio they play him on npr way too much um and it's just really really hard for me to listen to so i i can't i can't i'm not lo- i'm not even watching chris hayes right now um because mm. it just makes me too sad <laughs> I mentioned in our chat to Phyllis the other day, speaking of NPR, that you can sometimes see how hard it's hurting the newscasters on NPR to talk yes. about it. Yep. Jack, Jack Spear was doing one of the hourly news updates a couple of days ago, and he was talking about the parade that Trump has demanded from the military to show mm. our force. And and Jack Spear just We have goes, a military? I didn't know. I, we're some sort of a world superpower? I was completely unaware. I need a parade. So that I can see. We need an expensive yeah. show of, of power and flair. <laughs> right. And he just says, the kind of parade you would see in China. Pause. Or North Korea. Pause. Or Russia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, the way he dragged it out with disdain, I was like, yeah, we're, we're with you. You know yeah. 100% yeah, of your you. audience understands what you're saying. Yes. We read the, We read you. Ugh. All right. We get uh, an email from listener Jamie um, talking about the TBTL challenge, and she's wondering if her pictures will count if her friends aren't really into taking selfies. Um, they say that's fine, um, but then they extend this into thinking that dogs and plants and babies should count, and I really don't think so. This goes against the entire 
point of the challenge, which is to get new subscribers. You cannot get, well, I guess you could buy your plant an iPod and subscribe it to TBTL and make sure it stays updated. And then they would just get the downloads. So fine. I would have. I would have been on throw your phone if I wasn't on this recap. This was the moment of the week where I would have been throwing my phone because you you don't even understand your own your own. It's defeating the purpose. It's not to get pictures of things. That's not the goal here. And you're making people actively mad who are participating in the contest too, who are doing it doing it legitimately, right way. Yeah, and trying to help Mm -hmm. you get more listeners. I'm going to lose to a dog and a plant. (laughs) They do uh, spend a little time uh, scrolling through the gallery of challenge pictures, and those are pretty great. And Luke is somehow able to like them on Facebook without having a Facebook account, and so they wonder where those likes are going. Or what it says. Like, if you click, who liked this, and it's like, Ghostface Liker or something comes up. I don't know. That's Tuesday. All right. Wednesday, Luke is in Bellingham uh, for CrankyYandy.com 2571. Um, he has gotten uh, a lot of email about uh, Olive getting in through the attic and that he needs to fix that hole because other animals besides Olive can get in that hole. I would say probably squirrels, maybe not raccoons, because it sounded like a pretty athletic move for uh, for that. But, but squirrels uh, can get in. Squirrel yeah, squirrels or rats. I don't know if they have rats there, but. Yeah, the, I don't see it, if it requires a leap, though. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing only only squirrels besides Olive, but the point is Luke needs to fix his household, and that <laughs> leads to Cranky Andy talking about his janky house. Apparently, um, an electrician visited recently and said, you don't even want to know how shitty the wiring is in this house. Um, that, I would move within a week if I heard that. That is so anxiety provoking for me. One of the my biggest fears is my house burning down, um, not because mm-hmm. of losing my stuff or my house burning down, but because my animals would be in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's a legitimate, like, really scary thing for me. Like, I double check that I make sure I turn off the stove and my curling iron and you know all that stuff. And the wiring is one of those things you just can't really control, and I hate that. Yeah, the uh, the, the this landlord is is so bad. They call Gene Johnson Plumbing for the uh for the plumbing problem so luke buys the crankyandy.com domain because it's only a dollar 98 um let's see he somehow gets into the story about paul mccartney's kid hanging out in the hallway behind uh live wire and he says that he would be a uh luke would be a very relaxed trust fund kid who would have no problem just living off the money his parents gave him and Andrew disagrees strongly says that Luke is not someone who would just sit still and and do nothing and I sort of agree with Andrew I think Luke wants to be that guy mm-hmm. he wants to be lazier I guess he wants to have more lazy moments but he's 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 a shark he's got to be moving it seems he would get bored and start buying and selling boats so quickly absolutely oh, so uh we get to we get to the talk of H. John Benjamin, who's going to be on Livewire, and he has written his own book called "Failure Is an Option," which <laughs> I I didn't remember that that was Luke's book title, but it does it did ring a bell, and it did very much sound like Luke. So Luke can now not name his book "Failure" 
is an option. Um, that leads to a lot of vetching about his book. It's been 10 years and he hasn't really done anything with it. Um, there's red green show talk. I know, um, Meredith, you, you've, you've been steeped in some Canadian culture. Are you familiar with red green? I know you are Bobby, right? I'm not. Nothing goes better with some all just potato chips and, uh, Tim Horton's ice cap <laughs> and some poutine then uh, uh, a few episodes of the new red green show absolutely it's not the worst thing it's very pleasant to watch it's surprisingly wholesome cheesy schlocky comedy I mean it mm -hmm. runs in the US in our local PBS affiliates I mean that's how I grew up watching it on on Rochester's PBS affiliate so it's it's mm -hmm. very uh, PG and uh, sort of relies on a lot of classic, well, what is it? Uh, Canadians don't understand sarcasm, just as a general rule. So it's comedy, right. but it's not biting in any way. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it the, the times that I, I've, saw, I've seen it out of the Vancouver station. Um, I started looking, I I had no idea who H. John Benjamin was, so I was looking up this stuff, and uh, he was the voice of the can of vegetables in Wet Hot American Summer. Oh. <laughs> that I thought was, was pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, and he was on Cheap Seats, and I did, once I saw his face, I was like, I know this guy. He's definitely a that guy. Mm-hmm. And he was in a movie that I saw right after I got out of prison that I really liked called Next Stop Wonderland. And he was one of he was in a montage of terrible online, not online, terrible, like whatever dating service dates that Hope Davis was going on. Um, but, uh, wow, you know, I, I was looking at this guy's IMDb and he's very talented. Uh, might be an interesting book. Um, let's see. Top story. The McDonald's fries and baldness. Before we get to it, we have a book club tangent and then a Gru comic book tangent. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Gru. Yeah, I would just keep going because I don't know what the hell we're talking about. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. Uh, apparently, silicone HFG hair, hair follicle growth, uh, whatever is in these in the in the grease that they fry these in. They they keep saying McDonald's, so. Uh, you know, maybe no one else uses this particular thing. They they really didn't get too far into the actual story because they had to talk about um, where where you get balding mice. Because of course, she, she, like testing balding <sighs> stuff on me isn't going to work because my hair's growing in anyway. So Meredith, you you know a lot about uh, science. Um, school us on where they where they find these uh, male pattern baldness mice. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of different strains of hairless mice. Um, they don't shave them. That would be totally ineffective. <laughs> and the tiny razors you'd have to use? <laughs> no, they were right about that. I mean, they just didn't think this through. Um, there's actually a gene called HR, which just stands for hairless. And it encodes a transcriptional co-repressor that's highly expressed in mammalian skin. And uh, the, the, the mice get alopecia, which is just baldness, and that develops after a cycle of normal hair growth. So, like, they'll have one cycle of hair growth that'll all fall out, and then they can use them for derm research. And uh, in the building where I work, we have our animal labs, 
and we've got catalogs with just hundreds of different kinds of mice. And there are a lot of different kinds of hairless ones. There are uh, ones that get tumors really easily, so we can study tumor drugs on them. It's not nice. I don't like it. Um, but it's true. And, and mice that are, uh, that have no hair and often no pigment are used for dermatologic research. So you could just get them from a catalog. They don't have to shave them at all. Are there mice like Andrew mice that they're bald, but they don't mind and they don't want you to give them any cure until it's (laughs) ubiquitous. Yeah. They have beards though. (laughs) Right. They grow a long beard and comb it back over their head. Mm -hmm. Uh, First throw your phone moment. Uh, This is from listener Anne. Maybe host Anne, I, I think, uh, <clears throat> listens to Wednesday's show, spends the remainder of day gently mourning the demise of science education as well as logic in general. Yeah. We hear you, Anne. Um, Luke says that he's chilling more lately about his baldness. He says as he takes his pills every day, still uses Topic and wears his uh, laser baldness he helmet. He is not as much chilling. He, he is not chilling <laughs> at all. He may be chilling in his mind, but his behavior says he's not <laughs> chilling. Two more tangents, three more tangents. Um, Geico ads, uh, boat show, and then Kevin O'Brien, the insurance uh, agent tangents. Um, stop me if you want to discuss any of these things, but I'm just noting the tangents at this point. There were five tangents within this top yeah, story that I can count. Okay. Um, Luke can't grasp the metric system. Uh, this is another. I mean, he can't in any way. Can't like. I don't. I'm not like an expert on the metric system, but I I know the approximates. You know well, what I mean? It's so simple. It's just not familiar. It's based on rules of ten. Like it's it's real yeah. straightforward. It's much more uh, intuitive than our, the imperial system. Yeah, but he do, he like doesn't know that you you can associate meters with yards and approximately you know because that's kind of the yeah. relationship that yeah. you end up doing the most is like well it's that many it's that many millimeters well okay well I can approximate that but um, it baffles him which leads Mackenzie to writing in and saying TBTL is science consultants maybe someone who can explain. How milligrams work. Someone who can explain the concept of mass. Sigh. I promise. I do love the show, guys. But. Yeah. Okay. So she's suggesting a, a new segment, which we're getting going to have a lot of new segments, according to this week, where uh, they have some they have someone on the on the blower to uh, to teach them, them first grade <laughs> science. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, Luke yammers on about his uh regimen and invokes the trump hair video which he would um after today link to crankyandy.com not to be confused with crankyandy.com hilarious oh uh, this uh this this got under a lot of people's skin too i think i think even jeremy got got into the mix and he's been so busy lately it's funny what makes him jump in luke doesn't seem to understand rocket landings um (laughs) we landed on the moon dude this was a long time ago so we can do it we can put things into orbit pretty easily there's a discussion of space junk which they ultimately decide isn't too big a deal because space is infinite and we're only throwing a little junk up there 
Um, Luke is hopeful after watching this uh, rocket stuff because he thinks, you know, generally things are going in the wrong direction, but science makes him hopeful for the future. There's a voicemail from uh, Kevin, the janitor at Purdue um, with the uh, puke story. There's a woman who just very politely uh, walks in and, and pukes while holding a conversation with Kevin. Um, I, I really admire that woman um, with her calmness in the face of puke. <laughs> yeah. Like I have a kind of a phobia yeah. about it and I haven't, I haven't experienced that in over a decade now. And before that, I was on about a 20-year streak. Um, so, so it's re- it's really traumatizing for me. And I, I, could, yeah. I can only cry and cough. Like, it, it, there are some people who just have weak stomachs and they're just throwing up constantly for no reason. And they just mm-hmm. get used to it. And they seem to be totally fine with it and casual about it. Now, I, it would ruin my day and week. And I would never stop talking about it if, if that happened to me. But this woman was able to just, like, carry on a conversation and evacuate the contents of her stomach at the same time. And my guess was that she was pregnant. Not that she had an eating disorder. Mm. Oh, you know, or maybe she just had food poisoning and was just, like, very used to throwing up that week. I don't, You know, I wouldn't have assumed eating disorder. Yeah, because if you have an eating disorder, usually there's shame involved and... Yeah, that's the, often the done in secret, in, and you can control when it happens, yeah. so you wouldn't need to do it in front of somebody else. Yeah, you wouldn't need to bust into a bathroom that was closed yeah. for cleaning. Yeah, I, I think, I think generally they got this this right, um, and and they're totally right about uh, the the awful feeling. Like, you know, the times that that I throw up, what I regret is not the throwing up; it's it's the hour or two that I fought it. Yeah. You know, it's so much <laughs> but, better when you just well, get it over with and it's done and you feel better. Yeah. But still the, the, the very human urge is like, nope, I'm not going to mm-hmm. do it. I'm a, mm-hmm. it's going to go away. And once in a while it will go away, but more often than not, it's going to happen. And, and then you're like, you just spend an hour I sweating Two miserable hours. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just sweating. Gross. Um, Luke tells his puke story from Vegas. Holla. Uh, they get <laughs> gross. Uh, email from um sam about uh, who i don't know i don't i wrote i wrote tbtl challenge but but the 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 email was about her getting there too early after the bathroom had been cleaned and she sat in chemicals which led to the joke in soviet russia toilet cleans you the tbtl challenge note there was because she's a new listener perhaps brought in by the challenge yeah. And she addresses him as Mr. Burbank. Mr. Burbank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's great. Um, let's see. Luke has a poop bag tangent. He says that the poop bags are too thin and his hands going right through them. Um, I sort of agree that that a lot of poop bags are too thin. Like you can still smell the poop through it. Mm-hmm. And and because of that you think your your fingers are probably kind of poopy. Um, but there's a point of thickness where you no longer have a feel, um, and having feel when you're picking up your, your pet's poop is pretty important. So I, I'm for a medium thickness. I don't think it needs to be like, you know, like a canvas tent, you know, because then you're just going to smear the poop all over the football field. Your dog's not supposed to be on when... (laughs) Would it be unreasonable anyway. to add a glove 
like a disposable glove to the mix. I mean, I say this as someone who hasn't owned a dog in a long time, mm-hmm. but like wear the glove, do the bagging, tie it all off. Well, there's a whole glove. procedure that like when I would go out in the backyard to clean up a couple days worth, I would take several plastic bags and one was the deposit and one was going over my hand. And then when that got yucky, I would put it in the deposit bag and pull out a new one. Um, so there, there are definitely ways to do that. And I think maybe a glove is a good idea if you've got a, you, a, a serious task ahead of you. Yeah. When you work in the kitchen world and you're breading something for frying or pan frying, there's the wet hand, dry hand, mm-hmm. you know, cause you don't want to get your, your egg batter hand covered in your flour, or your breadcrumbs or whatever. It just takes a little strategy. Neither of your hands should be the wet hand in this scenario, but true. You know, you've got one hand that's doing the claw machine action and one hand that's doing the bag control action. And, you know, just think it through. Think a little more clearly. He's, he's the most unlikely person to be an expert in the picking up poop department. Let me just say that because he doesn't seem to be too worried about it Yeah, for the most part. I'm not even sure he understands how the bags work. Well, and I I don't know if I've ever had this problem to this extent. Like, it's maybe happened once or twice to me, but maybe he's getting the wrong bags or maybe he's using them too violently or something. Yeah, yeah, sometimes I've gotten, you know, because the poop is so large, like gingers or whatever, like you get a little spill over the side and it gets on your hand or whatever. But in, in general, if you've got a nice, you know, you can... You can it's get pretty it easy. and tie yeah. it off. Yeah. And you wash your hands not... after regardless. So, Is it yeah, possible exactly. that he is Wolverine? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Wolverine cannot pick up his dog's poop <laughs> to save his life. Just can't do it. Um. All right. There's an email from Joseph who wants uh, to go back and listen to the show from the beginning so he can get all the inside jokes. And that leads the guys to talk about a new segment called Explanations, where they um, where they 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 do the origin story of whatever the inside joke is. And this leads to a throw your phone moment uh, from Chris Kirsten, 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 Kirsten's, Kristen's, Kirsten's band together. You're half of the Earth's female population can dominate. (laughs) Kirsten, regarding creating a new segment for new listener emails, you keep putting off emails from veteran listeners, double excited Mark. You really think you'll carve out time for just new listener emails? Why not pump up your newsletter numbers and answer the questions there? Well said. That's, mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, um, But I understand being upset in the moment because uh, later on in the week they suggest another new segment or a Re- redux of an old segment that got me really really mad so i'm just wondering if the kirstens and Kristen's band together and then the kates and the Catherines battle them for like k supremacy because mm. there's a lot of k's right. out there between and maybe them. they could agree how to spell their name <laughs> this is like how yeah. religions are slowly coming together you know in in 500 years there'll only be one female k name right it's, we've got to start narrowing things down sorry all right that was, uh that was that was a tangent even for me that was a far sorry well here the, speaking of tangents there's a tangent about um bad finger 
So that makes a lot of tangents on Wednesday's show. Totally. Um, so if, unless y'all have any bad finger talk, I'm done with Wednesday. Mm-mm. Let's move no. on to Thursday. 2572, turning in my everything card. Luke opens the show taping Rudy and Olive wrestling, which he then sends to Carrie so that she can put it on the Stens page because, God forbid, uh, Luke has a Facebook page. Correction. Wrestling. Wrestling. I believe they were wrestling. It was adorable. It's worth checking out yeah. if you can find it on the Stens page. Um, and Luke is mentioning how they seem to know that they're playing and not actually hurting each other. And uh, Molly and, and Link used to do that a lot when, when Link was a kitten. And they she would either scratch his eye or give him pink eye. I'm not sure which. But they kept they kept scratching each other's eyes. So they didn't quite have it down as well as Rudy and Olive seem right. to. I'm glad they're not hurting each other. Um, Andrew, oh, they mentioned that somebody turned crankyyandy.com into a cat roll site. Do we know who did that, Bobby? Uh, it really, really wasn't me, and I'm not sure who it was. If okay, I'm looking at you, Lynn. Yeah, me too. Yeah, my my suspicion list was first Bobby and then Lynn second. So well, we up. are we are a class of a particular set of skills: cat rolling and buying <laughs> URLs. Right. Yeah, your powers combined. This is the perfect result. No, but see, I would have linked it to the RobertPape.com video. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, because I would have wanted to count the hits on that. Yeah. So speaking of, if you haven't been to my website in a while, RobertPape.com, feel free to go check it out. I'm always looking for new interest in my side projects. (laughs) Um, Andrew says that he took NyQuil last night and was still high the next day. He got some weird dreams, but it does help him sleep. Um, And he thinks that he maybe got sick from a foul-smelling Cairo mic, which is so nasty. Mm. Yeah. And he says he usually cleans them, but he didn't have time. Uh, Luke said that he got sick, I think, maybe during his two weeks off. And so he now believes that the flu is a problem. Uh, And that's just how (laughs) self-centered he is. I I think maybe didn't... Didn't the did anyone else think that like the twenty four hour thing might have led to a little bit of this? Oh sure, vulnerability. Absolutely. Oh, you, you mean physical fatigue, close quarters with other people coming and going, and then at the very end of it, walking into a room of hundreds of people who've been sick in the last month. Yeah, mm-hmm. shaking hands and hugging. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not shocked. Luke though blames the Mandarin Gate. Um, he watched a guy eat that microphone at karaoke and thought it was gross, and wonders if that's maybe how he got sick. Um, so that's some some serious blind spots in his logic. Um, Luke has been window shopping uh, the Dwell store, and they have a Dyson Roomba, which is a thousand dollars, and he acts like it's insane for him to spend. 800 to a thousand dollars on a silly device that his wife hates hmm will it grow hair Sounds familiar <laughs> it'll pick up hair but it doesn't have it any lasers mm-hmm. uh we get a website a url uh net worth digression we learned that tbtl.net is only worth 342 dollars uh which is amazing because it's been around forever and probably has tons of hits so we don't know what the methodology is here. Probably resale value, and that's a .net. So LukeBurbank.com is worth six fifty, and we learned that Cranky Andy is somehow worth one thousand one hundred twenty dollars. So right upon purchase, before before he'd even the show had even aired. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they're going to turn around and sell it. 
he drove that URL off the lot, though, which is what he doesn't realize. Once you drive it off the lot, it drops like by half. True. Yeah, he's. I think he listed it for a thousand, and then we didn't hear about it again on Friday. So, I'm guessing it's not going anywhere. Uh, top story for today is that a woman from New Hampshire or maybe Chicago. This was extremely confusing until they sorted it all out. the sh- The photo was just from a Chicago. AP story uh, and she won the Powerball and she wants to stay anonymous and it sounds like they're saying sorry you can't it's ridiculous it, it is you, you, a reasonable expectation I mean every I don't know the, this story made made me mad because and I hope she blows a lot of money a lot of her money suing and is unsuccessful because you're 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 buying lottery tickets they use you for advertising when you win part of the deal yeah and now you have millions of dollars so get a security guard like right. she'll be fine for right. she can pay for distance now get over yourself right. um and all this chicago talk andrew accidentally said illinois and made a huge deal out of it uh said he was shaken to his core this whole discussion was just a mess uh it was yeah. really hard to take notes and follow what they were talking about um they go back to the lottery story um they said this is a literal situation where you buy the ticket and take the ride. I don't know if she said literally taking a ride. Um, and then they talk about sudden wealth and, and how interesting it is for us. And, and the, the, the article mentions Brewster's millions and lottery tickets with Lil Bow Wow. <laughs> or I guess Bow Wow now. He's not Lil anymore. Correct. Grown adult-sized so, Bow Wow. Yeah. And they talk about how the lottery curse uh, doesn't seem to be in effect in long term situations and the guys talk a lot about what they would do with uh tons of money and this is another example where luke sounds like he uh would want to uh kind of be more responsible with his money and andrew wants to have a bunch of land and get drunk and set up fireworks yeah i i was thinking about about that and how in the short term, it's very upsetting. I can see that because you've got to trade in all your friends and your your wife, you know, for new friends and new wife and and people that like uh, your baby, your tiny giraffes that you keep in the house. <laughs> but after a while, you know, you have all the pe- all the right people. You know, you have all the you have everything set. You know, for your new lifestyle. But it's got to be very upsetting for the first year when you're jettisoning your family and friends. Oh, those poor millionaires. Um, Luke was shopping a $26 million mansion in the Dwell magazine, I think, in Miami Beach. And he envisions himself there and thinks that it would feel empty. Um, He couldn't have a normal conversation with his friends. And he decides he actually doesn't want that, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, big houses. They say I'm rich, but I've never understood why you would want a house bigger than a certain... once you get past three or four bedrooms, if you're living there alone or with your wife or whatever, it's like, I'm sorry, what do you need this for? It's just empty I mean, and sad if you don't have 10 children living with you in all mm-hmm. those bedrooms. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to make a point of information that, yes, indeed, Mitt Romney's lake house uh, is on Lake Winnipesaukee in New Hampshire. And I only want to make that point of information because it took me like two years to learn how to say Winnipesaukee living here <laughs> and we camp on Winnipesaukee and now that I've learned it enough I just want to use it so especially now that I'm moving and we may never camp on Lake Winnipesaukee again 
I just I'm getting it out of my system. So thank you. Good. Um, we get an email from Hitch, and this is a double-edged sword. This was this was a a, a joyous event because it's uh, listener Sydney McElroy's birthday on Thursday. Um, shout out to Sydney. Uh, but what this may mean is the return of the birthday shout out segment. And Mike, I think you maybe have a feeling or two about this. It's it's awful. I, birthdays, birthday shout out segments are awful. Shout out segments in general are pretty bad. Birthdays in particular are really bad because I mean, in this case, we knew Sydney, and I and I was thinking, oh, good for Sydney, having happy birthday, Sydney. But I don't know ninety five percent of the listeners to TBTL. So what you've got now is a segment that doesn't matter to 95% of the listening audience mm-hmm. because we don't know them. It's just, it's awful. And, and, uh, Jen fought against it when he did it before. And he finally gave in mainly because I don't think he wanted to do the work and you can't ask someone like Jen to do the work if they hate the segment. My, I'm just dreading the endless discussion of what song to use if they're going to use the Beatles. <laughs> right. And then tax man talk. Like, I just can't handle that again. Well, last time they settled on the Grandmaster Flash deal that, you know, took forever. Yeah, that was a really long song. Let's hope this doesn't actually happen. Um, Anne made a, a good point in our chat that when, when they're intending to do an email frenzy and they result in one email, we probably don't have to worry about them continuing this segment. Hey, birthday frenzy. Happy birthday, Sydney. Okay, that's it. If they want to do <laughs> once a year... They want to do a happy birthday segment where they just thank everyone. <laughs> happy yeah. birthday, world. That's we cool. can just we'll do it, it on February eighth and just like mem- you know memorialize Sydney's birthday every year. Yeah, and just extend it out to everyone else. And Sydney is delightful. I'm I'm all for that. She can be the poster child for TBTL tens who have birthdays. Yeah, we might need another day for the Jehovah's Witnesses, but we can figure this out offline. <laughs> Uh, they end today's show talking about um, Prairie Home Companion, now called Live From Here, where there was a sketch called The Critic. It was a serious uh, wine guy buying some wine, and Chris Thiele comes up, and uh, the critic is disgusted, and, and they play out kind of a thing that's like the metaphor for the actual show of him taking it over and ruining it. <laughs> uh Just this last week, I had a trivia question. It was a final question one of our nights, and it was putting... Meryl Streep films in order based on when they came out and the Prairie Home Companion film was one of them. And I've never seen that movie, but I do wonder how that holds up in light of current circumstances. Hmm. I did see yeah, it. I I'll wouldn't have to watch re-watch. that movie with your dick. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it with my mom. She still loves Prairie Home Companion. <sighs> I just, I'll just pretend we're known riders in it so I can keep avoiding it <laughs> for the fair. rest of my life. We're going to Friday 2573 playing coy with Drunk Tim. It's a morning edition of TBTL, and I'm just so glad that they forgot to do a morning zoo bit to open it. Mm. Um, Andrew wants to tell a dream story, but he's struggling with whether or not he should because he understands that he shouldn't on principle because it's a dream story and nobody wants to hear it. Um, He's going to be on Cairo later. That's why they're recording in the morning. And he is avoiding NyQuil because he doesn't want to develop a NyQuil dependency. Uh, he mentions that he was up at 3 a.m. and uh, sling blading in TBTL parlance. So he went to the couch 
where he had his dream that uh, a guy in his building was archiving every TBTL on a server every single episode. And uh, he wants to sneak in or break in because he needs a recent episode and he doesn't want to just go get it himself through a proper channel. And somehow he was afraid of a guy who looked like John Clayton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't take more detailed notes than that because it was a dream. So, sorry. Right. Uh, Luke talks about how he always looks like he's not listening, even when he swears he is listening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That made me think of the the Adam Carolla bit where – he he said if he ever had his eyebrows threaded or 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 like um, plucked or whatever he'd say um, reform them to make them seem like I'm interested. <laughs> Raise them up a little bit. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, my because because it was for his wife his wife's sake. You know, yeah. he needs to look interested while she's yammering on about something. I mean, clearly this is in part him being the husband who cried wolf. So, you know. Some of it's nature and some of it's nurture. I don't know what to say about that. Uh, on to the surprise massage talk. <laughs> oh, God. Well, actually, there's an interruption here. Andrew mentions that he loves a surprise massage, but then we get sidetracked by uh, Young Money because, again, this is the bumper music. Uh, mm-hmm. We get Jaden and Willow Smith talk, Young Money. Luke wants a PM Dawn renaissance. Uh, and once again, calls Andrew's uh, hometown Valley Center, Ohio, which he turns into a joke after he's called out by Andrew about it. And Andrew goes on a tangent about how his friends used to build speakers out of cardboard boxes. You can build some pretty powerful speakers out of almost anything because we in prison we did we just snapped the ear the um, the headphones in half. You know those those little foam covered ones that you know barely covered your ear holes or whatever mm-hmm. and just tape them to the bottom of some uh some poster paper or whatever and made a cone and that thing would blast yeah out of a out of a walkman i mean i can see you can make you can i mean they're terrible speakers but you can get very loud very quickly yeah, it just amplifies almost right? anything what's well, like mm-hmm. dropping your iphone into a rocks glass you know, mm-hmm. or a bowl. Yeah. You can you can make mm-hmm. it work in a pinch. Uh, back to surprise massage. Andrew and Genevieve went to the Eagles to uh, play rummy. I think this was Saturday night, and uh, they're approached by the person we're calling Drunk Tim. And remind me if I get this narrative right. He drops his hands on Andrew's shoulders just as a sort of greeting but really gives it a good oomph. And uh, when they ask him if he's a massage therapist, he says, quote, no, but I'm a healer. Oh. If he had done this to a woman, she would be justified, I think, in, in maybe slapping him or getting him kicked out of the bar. <laughs> well, that's no Car way to keys get to the eyeball. invited yeah. back to his waterbed. <laughs> uh, Luke though not a Rockefeller does say that getting regular massages, although he doesn't actually do it is something that's worth investigating. Uh, like getting someone to clean your house once in a while. Um, I'll put the cleaning house conversation on a shelf. I have an appreciation for it, although we don't do it. The massages thing I completely swear by. I don't go often enough. 
I try to get Sam to go once a month, uh, and we've got a place that we really like. And I think Andrew's turned off by the atmosphere of those places, but they're not all like that. Some of them are almost more clinical than holistic nonsense. Yeah. Um, I'm just not into it. I, I mean, love it. Go ahead, Meredith. I would, I would get a I'll, massage every week if, you know, if I had endless money. Um, but in Dallas, I found a place that was a, a, a massage school and you could get a massage from one of the teachers for 40 bucks for an hour, which is a deal. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't super full of nonsense. It wasn't, you know, ridiculous. And it was close to my house. Like it really did help, you know, I've still got a lot of neck and jaw pain. Um, and it really does help with that. So it's, it's more than an indulgence for me. It's actually like, it's actually very helpful. Right. Emily gets them regularly from her best friend who I, I'm told is a very good masseuse. And I did get a massage from her one time because, um, I was just having, I had a point of pain in my uh, shoulder that just really needed the attention and it, it helped. Uh, however, I think I've had two massages from her, both the same thing, but it helped. But the rest of it, I don't get much out of. And sometimes it doesn't even feel good. Like um, when she was doing the thing where, she, you know, they grabbed the, the, uh, whatever they, they walk on your back mm-hmm. um i felt like i was getting curb stomped like my kidneys were hurting and i was like this this is terrible i i so much prefer for relaxation's sake rather rather than my partner like rubbing my shoulders or giving me a massage scratch my back that's mm-hmm. what i that's the ticket for me oh my god that releases those endorphins for me oh good back so scratch. i think there should be like places where you just go for like a good half hour back scratch <laughs> Oh yeah, as if massage places weren't shady enough. You know, you really have to you have to approach you know uh, massage vendors with a certain level of, uh, well, your neon radar has to be on for one. Yeah, the more neon, maybe turn away, mm-hmm. and then you know if they seem to be open really late. But then to try to balance whether or not someone advertising back scratching is good or bad. <laughs> well so i've been to a, a the, you know there's korean spas where you can get to, uh scrub downs and i've done that a couple times and that's they, they they rub you down with salt and basically strip off the the first couple layers of your skin yep <laughs> and mm. it's wonderful i mean that's like a back scratch to the extreme yeah and I that's a, a really mm, wonderful feeling i had a salt scrub added to my last massage just a back and it was it was like an extra ten dollars well spent Oh yeah, uh, just to add that onto my massage, and and I need to go more often too. But uh, I I would just go in with the ten dollars and say, skip the rub and get to the salt me up. I'm sure salt. you can do that. <laughs> You're just a roast. You just you just want to be <laughs> marinated and rubbed. Speaking right. of marinated, Luke has a gift certificate for a float, which is not so big up here, although it's starting to happen. But I will say, when I was in Texas a while back. And I was looking for kind of stuff to do to relax on my week away. I was on Groupon and I saw just an, a deluge of float tank Groupons. Mm-hmm. I haven't tried it yet. Yeah. Mike, are you aware of this? Yeah, I'm aware of the floating. I mean, it's been around a long time, but it's just it's coming kind of into fashion now. Uh, not for me. You know, I gotta. I cannot think thoughts. I cannot have, be alone. My yeah, thoughts. that's that's Can't my biggest turnoff for that. That's why I didn't do it. It's just the hour of of being stuck in my brain seems tough. 
I mean, it it might work out well for me in that I might have some ideas that I think are fantastic, but for everyone else, they're going to hate it because I'm going to come out of that tank and say, you know, what if we fed mayonnaise to the tuna, you know? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good idea. Uh, wow. Uh, we may need to explore that <laughs> at another time. Oh, it's a... It's a joke from Night Shift. It's a it's an old uh, yeah. An old no, I, I know, but well, I didn't know exactly where. I knew I knew it wasn't yours. It's too good, but <laughs> awesome. Uh, so one of the toters on Friday's show is from Naugatuck, Connecticut, which uh, only was interesting to me because I was driving through Connecticut yesterday while listening to this and had just passed the Naugatuck exit. Well. Luke was saying Naugatuck, so it's kind of like Winnipesaukee. I just wanted to say it to say it. The top story Mm -hmm. is Quincy Jones shitting on the Beatles, giving no fucks, and being a Pisces jam. They did a pretty good job with with this story. Yeah, Yeah. this was fun. Better than a lot of the other places I I heard the Quincy Jones talk. Yeah, they the way they sort of just worked their way through it was was fun. I think they hit all the highlights, Uh, including Mm -hmm. T Pain knowing that he botched a Michael Jackson cover. And Quincy Jones calling him out for it, and then T Pain like agreeing. Just yeah, funny. Defensiveness is something that doesn't doesn't wear well on people, and so when they don't do it, when they're not defensive, it's always shocking, and you end up liking a person you never thought you'd like before. Right? Yeah, that self awareness is not something I'd expect from from somebody, somebody who does T-Pain. so much auto tune. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then talk about Paul Allen, who apparently can shred and has a yacht where he invites his famous musician friends to party and play. Must be nice. Yep. Music for your weekend. Michael Jackson's baby be mine. Thanks to Camaro Kev. Uh, Andrew brings Chaz French's squad, which I could have done without. And mm-hmm. listener Josh brings a new song off. Can that. we just uh, wait back up a second? That song was God awful. I mean, that was <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't belong on anyone's radio in anyone's ears ever. Yeah, I agree with you. Okay. Squad. So sure we... <laughs> I, I kept thinking Squanch yeah, when he was... would start. Yeah, 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 yeah. obviously. Uh, Josh, listener Josh brings uh, off the new MGMT album. Uh, are we? I'm going to just go with T-S-L-A-M-P since it's all capital letters. I haven't listened. Sure. That was, yeah. And then there's a Sid Barrett tangent right before that that isn't worth repeating. And with that, Meredith. Housekeeping. You're never going to wake Luke with that. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) Housekeeping. Come in. Surprise massage. Yes. Um, you guys need to check out our merch. You can go to our website and click on the shop button, or you can go to 10710.com slash shop. And I just wanted to, 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 uh, give a special plug to the RAR tote. I've been using it lately to bring stuff to my office, like uh, little decorative things and, and just little uh, odds and ends that I need. And, and I have a bunch of these little kind of totes and my, the RAR one is honestly my favorite because it has a bottom. It's got a flat bottom. It's not just two pieces of cloth sewn together. So it's actually really useful and sturdy and I love it. And it's, uh, it says RAR spelled out in drops. So it's like, it's entertaining too. Good conversation starter too. So go buy our merch. Um, 
contact us to participate in the archive project that is still going on, that will always be going on. Christy needs your help. Uh, just send her an email and she'll hook you up. Uh, you can use our Amazon link, littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon, and we get a small portion of everything that you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. And it really does add up um, and lets us do those fun Amazon shows where we wonder about your weird purchases. And check out the latest Earbuds and Earworms. I haven't done it yet. I don't know what it's about. Does anybody know? Uh, I think it's stress. Yeah, we plugged it on the Friday stress show. Song. It's episodes, songs about stress. Okay, check that out. All right, get involved with the show, littleredbandwagon.com, throwyourphone.com. That's getting very popular. Last week it was very busy. Um, our Facebook page is a fun one and not like the Stens. Show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. You can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. And then if you want to get uh, get to our voicemail, it's 802-432-TBTL, 802-432-8285. And that is also where you should tell us uh, why you're still listening after these 10 years. So just do it now. Stop. Stop. You don't even have to hear us say nailed it and do all our uh, Easter eggs and whatever the hell we're going to do here. Stop right now and do it. We need you and needs you to give the reason you're still listening after 10 years. And if you've made it to the end of this show about the endless shows from this week, you're a trooper and I know you can do this for us. And with that, Meredith, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. We love you, Jen. Nailed it. If you need to buy like a Shopkins pinata, this would be a great place. Uh, if you needed to buy some off-brand old motor oil, this would be a great place. Uh, yeah, so I, I'd say it's it's pretty special in there, and I can see why Luke and Carrie never find what they're looking for in here. Because yeah, this is a place you come to browse. You let the things come to you. You don't come here for the things, you know? It's that kind of place.